Bugsy, we've asked our best soldier to help you. Try to stay out of her way. Oh my god! What are the chances of this? That's right. Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Best Friend's Game, where we're best friends who sometimes make each other play their favorite games. <laughs> it's been a while, but and we don't really have a main host for this episode, but I'm Tim Zamanigan. I'm Evan Ledesma. And I'm Max Sims. Yes, Hi. so... <laughs> Hello, long time no listen to us. Um, it's been a while. Um, but so what's what's just full disclaimer to our lovely audience. Um, we had a backlog of episodes. We were so ready this year. We were like already and amped on all the content we had produced. Um, but then disaster struck, as it sometimes does. Um we had some quote unquote technical difficulties and uh, audio got corrupted on two of our episodes. So it's no big deal. Just like two months of work. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah. We're best friends. <laughs> even though- <laughs> And we sometimes play each other's best games. Or games. <laughs> we sometimes play games. <laughs> In a public space. And sometimes we don't. And we're going to get guess. through this tonight live this- on air. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what this episode is going to look like is we're basically going to, you know, we're going to talk about what we've been doing and this, the eons that have passed. Um, and then we're going to do quick recaps on the two games that you guys would have heard about in full, but you know, it'd get a little bit of a truncated conversation, but we're going to be talking about Mega Man Legends, the game that I assigned and Greece, the game that Evan assigned. So uh, hopefully, you know, we touch on the same points and it's still going to be an engaging listen and all that stuff. I'm still excited. Are you guys still both excited? Let's do it. I'm amped up. Oh, all yeah. right. You said hopefully yeah. it's going to be good. I think definitely it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that enthusiasm. Um, well, to start with, guys, as usual, uh, what's been up in our lives, gaming and otherwise, I guess, in the last uh, several months? So, God, uh, Max, do you uh, want to go first? Someone do go you first. Have yeah. the, uh, Max, the go biggest first. story uh, sure. to tell. <laughs> yeah, so I dropped Landstalker. I wasn't really feeling it. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of isometric, a lot of isometric maze stuff. Uh, I also mm-hmm, got married mm-hmm. uh, in July. Oh, oh, you guys may remember you were my Boring. you were my uh, best man and officiant. Oh yeah, we oh, were. That's oh right. yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> honored, honored. Yeah. So MBFG, the wedding. It was uh, obviously to Sarah from back from. Overwatch episode, as you oh. may remember, astute yeah. listeners. Um, we should have. I don't know why we didn't record an episode at your wedding, Max. It would have been the perfect opportunity for <laughs> a live been, show. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Dropped ball. Oh well. Next wedding. Next wedding. Uh-oh. <laughs> Max just pointed at the screen. I don't know which one of us he was pointing at. <laughs> Evan said, "Uh oh," and so then I pointed Evan at him. Did say, "Uh oh." That's true. But that could be for anybody. Um, Tim or uh, myself. uh, 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 uh. Um, As follows a wedding, Max, did you go on any sort of moon of honeys? Oh. Give us the moon honey, baby. I don't know what I'm not going to expand on that. Give me the details of the moon honey. Yeah, uh, we went to Thailand and Japan. uh, And while in Japan, I bought about 50 video games. (laughs) Uh, Wait, they have have video games in Japan? They do. They have... uh, There was a a couple. You had to go look for them, but they're not everywhere. 
Like, if you want anime, it's everywhere. <laughs> and I do. That's unfortunate. See, I uh, not so big on the anime myself. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I bought the, um, the last, like, officially produced Famicom game that I did not previously have. I happened mm. upon it in a shop for a lower price than I had ever seen it on mm. for on eBay. So what Where price was, was that, Max? Uh, it was <laughs> in uh, at the Nakano Broadway, where you guys uh, have both been, where we went back in classic Nakano, the, the great 2012 Japan trip. Um, yeah, it was it was on the at the Mandrake Galaxy. the The name of the game is Tailor Made. It is a uh, software uh, where customers can customize their own uh, tires for their bicycles. That uh, is riveting, riveting I'm, content. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you can. It's software to customize your tires for your bike no, for a bicycle. I, I heard that's, you. That's the game. Is a uh, bridge Bridgestone tires. Um, uh, it was. It was. Oh, now I'm blinking on the number in yen. I believe it was three hundred and eighty nine. Sorry, no, thirty eight thousand nine hundred yen, or about three hundred and sixty dollars. Uh-huh. U.S. Uh-huh. Uh, that's so. where all the wedding gift money went. That's where all the wedding <laughs> gift money went. Uh, yeah. No, that and that, and that was like, I bought that because I saw it on the whatever the second or third day we were there in mm-hmm. Japan. But I did not buy it until the last day, at which point we had <laughs> lost both of our wallets and only had a certain amount of money left. <laughs> so I was like, we must spend the last of our precious cash. <laughs> you think that would be a, a limitation, but you kind of took it to the extreme there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, wait, so you said this was the last Famicom game? I thought you had all the Famicom games. So I have all the like commercially sold oh, Famicom games. This you was only poser. Well, like okay. it depends. Like there's sliding scales of collecting, okay, <laughs> and it, get, it starts to get ridiculous. Like I want, like, am I going to buy all the like bootleg Chinese Famicom games at this point? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the okay. answer is yeah. I mean, I have the checklist ready to go. <laughs> we have we have a certain amount of cred that we have to maintain on this podcast. No, I don't. I don't collect. And like, there's the Famicom Disk System, which are all officially licensed games, which mm. I don't. I, I'm never going to try to collect because it's just sure, too much. Max. Sure. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm done. Okay. This he's, gonna, he's gonna just wake up in a cold sweat one night, like ten years from now. It's like, no, it needs to be done. Sarah's like, what's wrong, honey? <laughs> just like he's I out the front door again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. Like, this was literally a dream come true because I frequently have dreams where I go to Japanese game stores and I see games that I've never seen before, and I'm like, what is this? Um, but this time, this time it was mostly My I best mostly bought game, uh, the game. I most I mostly bought PS1 and PS2 games because there's just so much stuff out, so much like weird stuff. Like I bought a mm-hmm. uh, construction equipment fighting game. Like okay, versus, that sounds rad for PlayStation Two. Uh, just I, I just bought any like weird cheap stuff I could. So that game was admittedly expensive, but I don't think I spent more than like twenty to twenty five dollars on any other game, and most of them were under ten. So. Okay. That Beautiful. like that game was like I tallied up. I mean, obviously I <laughs> got my Excel spreadsheet, but I tallied up my spending in Japan, and that game accounted for half of my spending. The, mm-hmm. the Famicom game Taylor made, and uh, I'm sure Maxi. well worth it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, what was the weirdest or coolest arcade game you played oh, while in Japan? Mm-hmm. 
We're just are cool. So I didn't do quite as much arcade stuff as I would have liked. Um, there was early on. I did go to Akihabara to uh, what was the name of the place? It was called Taito Hey, like H E Y, like mm-hmm. yeah. amuse Hey Amusement Complex or Hirose Amusement Yard Hey. A yard. Entertainment. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. it had a bunch of... So most most arcades in Japan, unfortunately, just have the popular, like, new stuff, that, yeah. which is, you know, not what I want. There's, they're usually mm-hmm. just, like, a lot of just rhythm games, like, current rhythm games yeah, and claw popular. machines and just mm-hmm. stuff you, like, you have to, like, register with a card to, like, get any enjoyment mm-hmm. out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Hirose Entertainment Yard... Uh, has all like just like so many cool old games like they have a floor that just like has basically every scrolling shooter that like I have heard about and wanted to play Mm -hmm. so probably the or at least like the most fun that I had playing a game that I wanted to play was uh, a game called Armored Police Bat Rider Uh, (laughs) tell me more (laughs) so it's actually uh, it's it's from the same developer uh, as Battle Garega which I was talking about earlier this year I think that was on the Metroid Prime episode which I guess was the most recent episode oh Uh, no that was so long ago (laughs) I've actually I've been preparing for this episode recording uh, by listening to every episode of my best friend's game so I'm wow you're you're super plugged in you are yeah yeah Uh, well I don't know I don't know about that I don't know about that shout out to our actual biggest fan, whichever of our you five fans that are. is, they, uh, we they can fight for it. <laughs> they can fight for it. Yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever you are, you you know it. You know it's you. you. <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, this was from uh, Rising. It was a game developed after Battle Garega, and it it's I don't I mean it's just a cool scrolling shooter. You basically right. you pick a team of like psychic police officers, uh, and so you I get three lives. But every time you die, you respawn as a new ship. Uh, which is I mean like and other than that it's fairly straightforward but it's from a developer that I like in a style Uh that I enjoy Uh uh, of scrolling shooter so that was probably some one of the most fun that I had I also played the Ninja Warriors which they just released the third game in the series on the Switch Um, and it looks really cool and I pre-ordered the physical copy and I'm very excited for it Um, Mm. but this is just what's cool about it is that the arcade machine I don't know if you guys have ever seen a, a Darius machine uh, no, but it has it, instead of it has a normal monitor turned sideways, but it actually has three of them. So the play mm-hmm. area is just like this ridiculously long, like stretched out screen, uh, like mm-hmm. a long skinny screen. Uh, and the Ninja Warriors is the same. It's on the same like hardware uh, also mm-hmm. by Taito. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just like a side scrolling ninja action game. And it was just cool that for that. It was just cool to play it on its original hardware because I don't think it's ever been ported because it's you know, ultra, ultra widescreen, you'd have to, I mean, you could probably do it on a modern TV, but yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of work. That sounds cool. Yes. Uh, well, so I'd like to, I'd like to hand the baton back over to one of you guys to talk about a game you've been playing. I think. That's okay. Cool. Uh, Evan, I mean, you got, you got anything for us? So See, I, I was, I was just thinking about the fact that like, we we have talked about games yes that was on these episodes uh-huh. that have been deleted yeah, now. I'm trying so, to figure yeah. out what did I talk about <laughs> as of yeah, June. Like, okay, so the, me- <laughs> the Metroid Prime episode was our last released episode, right? But like, what? That was in March, I- roughly, that we recorded that. Yeah, so what did oh. I talk about oh. in the other episodes? Okay. In I your- don't know. Well, I mean, the big game that stuck out playing. for me... <laughs> 
was Sekiro. Uh, I definitely beat it after March, so I could talk uh, about it a little more. Right. Um, just to yes. recap, I, it, so far it might be my favorite game of the year, just because of just oh. just like all aspects of it is just amazing. Um, and I actually started getting back into Dark Souls One, which is really uh. interesting playing back to back. Like to see how far from software has has gone from like this jank mess, uh, but is also kind of a masterpiece in a way um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. to Sekiro, which is a polished masterpiece. Um, and you know, there, you could like either one. I, I, I'm not going to hate you for lo- lo- loving either one, but I love Sekiro. I think it was a great game. Um, <laughs> but I'm talking about this now in September, so everyone who has already wanted to play Sekiro have, has already probably played Sekiro. Um, well, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, and so I guess now I have moved on to Fire Emblem, which has consumed my life mm. for a month or two now, I think. It's been a, a bit. At least two, I think. Yeah. Two months? That sounds um, right. And it, it is very good. I have some notes about it, which I do not like. Um, I, for one, think it's kind of easy. Um, it is, I still like the ability to have like, you know, hard mode classic. That's like the old fire emblem tried and true method of playing the game. Um, but after a certain point, it just seems like your characters get way too strong. Um, and this is, this is kind of the screwed up point. Like it, I feel like the game is more fair to me. (laughs) And in that respect, it's easier. (laughs) It's not like, like you're midway through a mission and then suddenly like 10 flyers come in and it's like, oh, well, I am completely screwed and I have to start over. Yeah, that's like the the Fire Emblem, the, yeah. like standby. You're like, yeah. oh, I think I'm doing pretty well. And then, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have to start the entire mission over. So now they've introduced this yep. thing called the Divinity Pulse. Um, you get a certain number of charges. Um, I would be fine with it if perhaps the charge the charge count was lower because like right now lower, I'm like yeah. at chapter I'm playing it again I beat it I'm playing it again on a different house I'm like chapter eleven I have like twelve or thirteen charges and it's like right which is like you can make twelve or thirteen fatal mistakes exactly and go, be like well that didn't work you can go back to <laughs> the, again. to a certain to a, a exact turn that you want to including the beginning of the mission if you really want to yeah it's it, it, yeah, it's not even like just turn, right? I can be like, okay, well, this move for this specific character on this turn was what killed yes. that character, so yeah. I can just go mm-hmm. to one move yes. before that uh-huh. character moved, right? Yeah. It's 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 too too powerful of an option. It's right? a very I've been playing Fire Emblem too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I played the previous. I always forget the name. It's like Shadows of whatever. It's the remake of Fire Emblem two or three for the uh, yeah. Nintendo 3DS. And that was like, <laughs> in terms of difficulty, the total opposite. Like, it also mm. had Divinity Pulses. It was probably called something else. Uh, so they must have been testing it out in that game for this one. Um, but, oh, my God, that game was so freaking hard. Like, the, the Fire Emblem thing would happen. You're, like, three quarters through the mission, and then these guys appear. And you're like, okay, that's dumb. The, one, the, the mission I gave up on was there's, like, this mage in the center of the map, and his range is basically three quarters of the map. And he does like AOE every like two or three turns. And I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. This is dumb. (laughs) This is dumb. I have better things to do, I hope. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So there's got to be some middle ground. There's got to be some middle ground. And I think it it has to do with the Divinity Pulse. It's just, you know, half it or something. Like, anyway, that's my one complaint. But I. Uh, Oh, sorry, Tim. Go ahead. Yeah. 
I was just going to say, I like I, I get why it's a feature, mm-hmm. though, right? Because like everybody knows, like, OK, Fire Emblem, like if your character, if one of your characters dies, you like reset the map, right? Like that's mm-hmm. it's you're really trying to keep all your units there because mm-hmm. if one of them dies, they're gone forever. Right. right. So I guess it really circumvents the hassle of having to start the whole thing over yeah. when you know exactly what you did wrong, yeah. like halfway through Absolutely. the fight. Absolutely. It's a right? great idea. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, like, you know, I'm also playing on hard mode, right? Mm-hmm. Like in classic mode, right? So, uh, but yeah, I've noticed the same thing. Like I will, I'm not even like, I don't think I'm grinding for levels or anything like that. I do, I think what is basically more or less optimal without like getting too min-maxi with my, my, my stats and battles and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I do think I'm too strong for sometimes. Yeah. I can just like move one of my buff units into the mm-hmm. middle of all these guys <laughs> yeah. and they basically take no damage. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I think part so, yeah, of it I th- too was um, they took away the, the, the weapon triangle which, mm, you know, yeah. pros and cons, it's a double-edged sword. Um, it, it feels a little more like I don't know, like, why, like, more logical, like, why would a sword beat axe, and why would an axe beat lance? Um, So you're taking that logic out, so, like, new players can just kind of jump in, Uh, but at the same time, like, if your one powerful character doesn't have a weakness, he's not going to be killed. (laughs) He's just going to go on a a rampage. Yeah, Yeah, the only characters with, like, like, there's plenty of classes that don't really have a glaring weakness like there's yeah. some that definitely do right mm. but sometimes i'm just like okay like this character is a little worse against magic i guess mm. but they're still gonna be fine yeah right? so right exactly um and i would also say some of the final classes the master classes are a little underwhelming like they're all kind of similar it's like they just mm-hmm. took a mage and then gave it a horse and it's like oh it's now it's this guy <laughs> and it's like oh there it's a go. sniper with a horse and it's like oh now it's that guy it's like okay but, and then I kind of yeah. wish like each house had their own master classes. That would be really cool. Mm. Um, and they kind of do that for certain characters, narratively speaking. Like, oh, this character is going to become like this sort of character because that's what the story is intending for that character. So that's cool. Right. But I just kind of wish across the board houses would feel different from each other inst- instead of just the characters feeling different. Um, right. I, well... Uh, one quick thing. Wait, actually, Max, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, like, so, I mean, you guys seem to mostly just be talking about the gameplay, but is the story, Mm -hmm. like, better or worse than other I was going to go to that. Yeah. I was also going to go to that, but you go first. (laughs) Because everyone seems to like Awakening, but is this... Uh Uh, Yeah, this is is a return to form, most definitely. Um, And some of the micro-writing, like, you know, scene-to-scene could be kind of weak. But Uh, the overall... uh like writing of like the ideas that they're implementing here is like really cool. And just as an example, uh, well, okay. Before I get into that example, um, you can play no as, spoilers. yeah, you can play as, you know, three different houses, you know, and you teach students uh-huh. to become like mercenaries. Um, and you know, each characters have their own quirks, like anime quirks and you start to love everybody. You go into battle with them. Um, and you go on this journey. And so it kind of like presents this like Rashomon sort of like, three sides of the same story told in different ways. Um, so that that's that. And what I love about that, and they did a good job of writing the different paths for the most part. Um, there's still some like glaring, like logical issues, like, wait, did they ever explain what happened to that character? Or like, maybe uh, it's in another storyline. I'm not sure. I haven't played all hundred hours of this game yet. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's so good that 
uh, amongst our friend group, <laughs> we have like de- heated debates about who is in the moral right and who is in the moral wrong uh, yes. based on our experiences. And I'm like, that that doesn't happen too often in games where it's just like this person is a warmonger no this person's the warmonger you know Um, (laughs) and uh, no spoilers especially for one path um it's i hadn't seen that done before in a in a fire emblem game at least where like a choice a very big pivotal choice comes up and you have to choose like which side you're on like I, I went through like a, a roller coaster of emotions for like ten minutes. I was like, "Wait, what? That can't be true. What do I do now?" And I like I looked it up. I was like, "Is that actually what's going to happen?" And I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's what's going to happen." I was like, okay, well, have to make a choice here. So you wait, really you cool. you looked up. Oh, like wait, you didn't look up spoilers, right? You I just didn't... like saw what the effect would be. Or... Yes. So the, it presented me with a choice, and I was like. Does this choice actually like affect the direction of the story? It's not just like a fluff, like I don't know. Right, character right. Line there or are something. some fluff choices there here are some and there, fluff but choices, yeah. But uh, this one determined a whole story route, so I was I was very impressed. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll echo that. I I played. So I haven't played as many Fire Emblems as Evan has. I played uh, Awakening, um, and I played Fates, which were the two. Uh, 3DS ones. Awakening was good, also easy, and the story was, like, simplistic, but mm-hmm. in that respect, it was, like, enter- enjoyable, because I was like, okay, I know exactly what's going on here. Yeah. Fates was bad in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to pinpoint it. I never really got too far with it, just because so much of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, I didn't care about the characters, mm-hmm. and so Evan mentioned this, and this is, like, a, a common, I think, Fire Emblem fire emblemy problem but like characters having like anime quirks right mm-hmm. it's like oh this is the character that likes sweets mm-hmm. i guess we're gonna have another conversation yeah. about how much candy they ate yeah. you know like fates <laughs> fates really leaned into yeah. that and it made me made me not like anybody on my team whatsoever and, and part of the problem um, for that was like fates had like so many characters um and yeah it was just like hard to keep everyone in track and then here for this game because like they kind of did like a similar thing so like fates had like three routes as well and there was like a a pivotal moment where you had to choose like which side you're on um and this this game felt like there i remember going through the character roster for this one and i'm like oh this seems kind of more on the light side and like for first time players they might be like oh it doesn't look very light to me but like for me for fire emblem like usually there's a ton of characters and because they're yeah. just like they're going to die right like you have to you can't, <laughs> you can't lose the game by just like defaulting to having no characters so they give you quite a bit of characters and this one i felt like it was kind of like a short list and i was like okay well i hope the writing is good for the characters and for the most part it, it was achieved pretty to pretty good success so i'm, I'm happy right yeah i mean when you first get into it, it it does seem like they're kind of like gonna be falling into these quirks, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Raphael, he's the guy who's strong and likes to eat, mm-hmm. like that's his thing, and like <laughs> you know, he's ta- he does talk about that a lot. To be fair, uh-huh. uh, but when you get into deeper support conversations with him, you know, you you learn about his his parents and mm-hmm. his, his family and like what he hopes to accomplish and why he's fighting and yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, like, <laughs> Raphael, you sweet boy, I will protect you. <laughs> and I think, and I think part of the, the shorter roster and also the, um, 
I think a lot of there's a lot of cohesion with the shorter roster, mm-hmm. the fact that you have this uh, student and teacher relationship with these students. You're getting to know them better, and also mm-hmm. combined with the divine pulse mechanic, mm-hmm. you're really encouraged to like bond with these this small group of characters and keep mm-hmm. them alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're turning back time to yeah. keep everybody alive. Yeah, that feels you know? good. So uh, I would also yeah. I was yeah. also going to say like it was a really brilliant design choice to make it so you can't recruit all the characters because they know right. they know like these fire emblem people like uh, they're just gonna play the game and everyone's gonna survive like no stress induced at all well i mean there's tons of stress don't get me wrong but you're gonna try and save all the characters right so now when you're presented with like <laughs> the fact that you can't save everyone and you have to actually kill some of these characters who you didn't recruit is like I, it's just so shocked. Like I was just like, "Oh no, I can't do it! I can't do it!" They're like under right. five health, and it's like I just have to put them down. This is just terrible. It, it was it was so mm-hmm. good. It was a great idea to do that. Just I'm, yeah, I'm just a because masochist. in <laughs> in in the other games too, you know, there I think Awakening specifically. I'm not sure if there was other ones, but like you'd see someone on the map that was like mm-hmm. an enemy. Uh, and if you talk to them, they join you or right, whatever, right? right? Pretty so easily, this is kind yeah. of just like flipping that around. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know that guy, but mm-hmm. you can't recruit them. Mm-hmm. It's time to throw down, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, anyway. And a testament um, to like the good writing, like I, everything you do isn't morally right. It's everything's gray area. So when you come across yeah. these students who are now like aged five years and they've been harboring this hatred for you for so long and they finally see you they're like i can't believe you did this thing i'm gonna kill you i'm like you don't understand and it's just like <laughs> i'm just like acting out this like anime scene in my head while i kill him and it's like God, yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. i love it <laughs> yeah uh yeah so it, it's not without its faults but i would i will say this is my favorite fire emblem yeah game. i definitely I, I would agree. Um, it's it's really, oh, really freaking you would good. Agree. It's, oh, it's man. really freaking good. Um, like it's not <laughs> the most you know demanding or most intensive, but like I don't know. It's just I think about other things, and there's like good themes at work here that I like. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, we will say though that they have released a free uh, DLC patch with uh, maddening difficulty yes, release. I'm down for that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I. But it's to me, there seems like there should be some middle ground between the word hard and the word maddening. So Just I don't like know. It feels I'm scared. That's too much. Very right? hard, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yes, that was a good game, Evan, and I kind of uh, jumped on that uh-huh. discussion too. But yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about? I, I think that's more like, like right now. It's just like Sekiro and then nothing. Oh, I started playing um, the Return of Oberdin. It's coming oh, to Switch finally. Is that already out? No, no, it's it's on the PC. My my coworker got uh, it for okay. me for my birthday. So, uh, oh. but okay. it's 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 really good. Um, I, I I was like okay, so like. <laughs> Um, my favorite part of like the more newer Batman Arkham games, remember those? Uh-huh. Was like the uh-huh. investigation mode and trying to figure out like like who was murdered and how and why. Um, uh-huh. And this just like takes that to the tenth degree and makes it great. Like it's just the mm-hmm. I didn't I, I've never played a game like this before because like I feel like people have thought of it but they just were not able to achieve it with the technology that we have. So finally, we're at this point where we can do it. And uh, it's really good. It's just like this really good. Mur- it's not even a murder mystery. It's just a mystery game. And the setup is this. Uh, it's like the 17, 1800s. And you're this investigator. And this ship called the Oberdin comes back into port. 
and it's um, it's completely empty except for corpses, and you have to figure out what the hell happened. And you're going around to each corpse, and you kind of go like back in time to like the exact moment they died, and you're trying to piece together like what happened to the ship. Basically, it's it's really cool. It's it's very cool conceptually. Yes, I and stylistically, it looks awesome too. I'm really excited for it. It's it's basically the love child of. Um, I think his his last name is Pope something Pope, um, so it's like a very small team. It might even just be him and like one or two other people. Um, but he, he he made very smart decisions. Like there's no cutscenes really. Um, the cutscenes are told through audio cues only, so that also mm. adds to the mystery. So that's cool. And then visually, like it's not like this lush like artistic look. It's like this very like grainy like low res sort of look to it, which I also dig because it has this mysterious, weird, creepy style to it. So yeah, it's just, it's just really good. It's just, uh, it's one of those games where I just like, I want to sit down and play for like hours on end. So like, I haven't played it too much because like, I don't have much time to play at work. Um, but it's really good when it comes to switch. Definitely get it. Definitely get it. I will. I, no, I'm very excited for that to come to Switch. Yeah, yeah. we've the, we're in a point where I think I think the Switch has always been like a pretty good purchase, especially like when it first came out. You know, mm-hmm. if you didn't already have uh, Breath of the Wild for the Wii U, which, mm-hmm. which I got, or mm-hmm. you know, and then Mario came out pretty soon after. Um, and then you know, Smash Bros came out, and Mario Kart. Right? Those are those are some pretty stellar titles, right? Mm-hmm. But. You know, it kind of felt like it was like being like kind of carried by those first party titles. Mm-hmm. We're in the summer of Switch right now. Summer like there is Switch. so much, so much good stuff that's come out in the last couple of months and still coming out in the next couple of months. Yeah. Like it's a great time to be a Switch. It's, owner, it's like you know? a mini Steam machine. Like if, if an indie game comes out on Steam, like, you know, it's going to come out on Switch eventually. <laughs> so it's like it's right. good for us who aren't really PC gamers. To, to have right. a switch for uh, us, yeah. like we're like, oh, I'll get that game eventually. Like you just wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the um, the Link's Awakening remake comes oh, out dude, like like next next week or no, something. No, no, Friday, two, day, two, days. two days. Oh my god, two days, dude. <laughs> I gotta two grab days. it. Uh, the oh, the Goose gosh. Game just came out this week. Goose, Goose Game, game. <laughs> like screw Zelda. Goose Game. Goose game. <laughs> Um, Goose Game, the <laughs> like Dragon Quest is coming. Oh, yeah. Luigi's Mansion is coming. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, Luigi, Luigi is coming. It's coming to Smash, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, that's the goo. next DLC character. <laughs> oh God, that's an Inkling. Okay, anyway, um, well, should I talk about my games now? Yeah, I feel like there yeah. haven't been too many on my end, um, and I'm trying to remember what we talked about already. I think Devil May Cry 5 oh, yeah. came out yeah, since our Metroid episode. Yeah, we had like a, a long, I remember recording a very long, in-depth discussion that Evan and I had about how good Devil oh, May Cry no. 5 is. Good. And not to retread it, but well, let's um, retread it. it is, <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not nearly as fresh no, in my mind, no, so I can't really remember, but it's it was extremely good. It was like the perfect paced game i felt like uh combos felt amazing every character had like 
personality. It like really oh what I what I think we leaned into what we leaned into was talking about how the game leaned into its ridiculous factor, yeah. right? Like everything was over the top. Mm-hmm. It like was everything was with a nudge and a wink and like a giant gun, you know, like, <laughs> motorcycle swords. It, it like, was, you know, you know what this yes, game is. Motorcycle <laughs> nunchuck this guy, swords. This guy it recites was, poetry as his like dark demon beast attacks your enemies. Like his you, demon cat. You know what this game yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was super fun. And I definitely, I think in retrospect, it is probably my devil make favorite devil may cry game. Yeah. Devil may cry three was awesome. Awesome, but mm-hmm. this was like, yeah. This really just kind of dialed everything up. Three, so. three has a special place um, in my heart, but this one is just like bananas. Yeah. Oh yeah, three, <laughs> three is still a great game, yeah. but yeah, I think five like really uh, polished a lot of stuff. I think there might have been some. We talked about how maybe the ending was slightly disappointing mm-hmm. tonally, Felt a uh, but there was. Felt a little flat at the very, very end, mm-hmm. but it was like such a good ride up until like the last, like even the last five minutes weren't bad. Mm-hmm. It was still fun, right? Like yeah. anyway, it was a great yeah. game. Um, I I think I talked about Kingdom Hearts three probably, oh, but like I, yeah, th- just because I go. had beaten it. But no, okay, Tim, we no, I don't need to talk about it again. The whole story of Kingdom Hearts from oh, one no. <laughs> through the mobile game okay. to the end of three. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. It might have all been a dream. Are you, are not you totally serious? Sure. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> no, no, okay. Not not all of it, but there is apparently like oh, no. a quote unquote credible credible fan theory okay. that the third game took place in either either dreams or time travel or both. It's hard to say. No. Anyway, no. I haven't looked into it because I read like the headline or something. I was like, I don't need to. Know. Your eyes like, just glaze over. Like, nope. Know. Yeah, there's DLC coming out. I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to get it or not. I kind of just like I was unemployed for a while, and I was like, huh, I haven't beaten this yet. And I played like for three days in a row for like nine hours a day, and I had like full completed it. And I was like, I think I'm good now. Your feet started to grow. Your um, hair started to grow. Yeah. Yeah, that was I was I was becoming what that what I hated and feared the most. Um, no, but like realistically, my my main Kingdom Hearts takeaways is like as much shit as it rightfully deserves. I still have a good time playing that mm-hmm. game. So it's like I, I yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it holds a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway. absolutely. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, uh, I'm still playing Super Smash Brothers all uh-huh. the time. Uh, new DLC characters came out. Um, Heroes broken but not busted. Nice. <laughs> if nice. that means anything no, it to means you, everything, baby. <laughs> um, Banjo is fun and seems well balanced. He's uh, cool. He's got like I don't know. He's just a good what time. A, you can poop grenades. What a timeline we're in, where Banjo, yes, <laughs> Joker from Persona Five, and uh, it's a weird, weird Quest. timeline, yeah. man. More characters are confirmed for release later. We've got Terry, Terry. Bogard from uh, Fatal Fury coming Terry. out. That should be pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, as well as more DLC characters confirmed. I guess they're not calling it like a season two pass, probably so they're not like put on a timeline, if I had to guess. Yeah. But uh, I think this means uh, Gino confirmed. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> you, we'll saw, you saw those movie well, videos I sent you. He's definitely in oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and so like I like I was thinking, okay, now now that they were going to confirm the second to last character, I was like, the last character has got to either be uh, Sakurai or Iwata. 
Oh, oh my god! But they, watch up first. But then they, but then they announce more people. So then it's like, okay, now the, uh, the speculation yeah. can live on eternally. Sakura, <laughs> he only has one move, and it's like it deletes the game from your. <laughs> <laughs> you were a fool for downloading this DLC. <laughs> oh my god! It's gone from my library. Oh, I can't even purchase it anymore. It's just, it's just gone. It's gone from the Nintendo store. Please, please understand. <laughs> please understand. <laughs> It's the only way he'll be free. We're sorry, Sakurai. <laughs> um, I have also been playing Fire Emblem, as alluded to. I'm much further behind. I think Evan's probably lapping me at this point. Uh, but yeah. the, the the new game plus gives you some shortcuts. So, Definitely you know, shortcuts. Uh, yeah. Which I like. Yeah. Okay. You know. I, 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 I have been micromanaging a little bit. And like not even in like a... Like a effective way, but I do second guess myself a no, lot when I'm playing these that's games. That's the whole so. point of that first playthrough is micromanaging and like overcorrecting for everything. So yeah, it's fine. Right, it's right. Fine. Yeah, um, yeah. I really love that game. I'm still still working my way through. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that pretty much solely for like the last like month and a half or something. You know what like game that, I so. forgot to say I've been playing. What's Overwatch. that, Watch. So, literally this past weekend, I minute. jumped back into competitive just to see what it was like, uh, and it was it was pretty bad. Um, I mean, it was better. <laughs> it was better in some ways, and then also bad in others. So, I I placed okay. as a healer, and that is th- for for clarification. Yes. They now have a Correct. role queue yes. in Overwatch right. where and this was like oft requested mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of put it off for a while. But basically, instead of just like, OK, I want to play this comp game. And then as soon as you get in the room, everybody picks the damage characters uh-huh. and you stick healing or tanking yeah. or whatever. Um, now they make it so that you have to say like, OK, I'm going to play comp. But I'm going to play this session as a damage character or as a healer. So, like, everyone has their own roles that they can pick when the round starts. So, that being said, Evan. Yeah. So, maybe it's because I was playing at the wrong times. But, oh, my God. My teams are terrible. Like, the amount of time. Like, so, let's see. I played maybe, like. So, I played the placements, placement matches, which is, like, five games, I want to say. And then, like, right. because I, I was placed in gold, I was like, I'm better than gold. Like, I know I am. And so, like, I jumped back <laughs> into, like, three or four more losses. And then I was like, I'm done. Uh, I'm yeah. done. Um, <laughs> you're done. You're like, you're yes, done. yes, I'm gold. <laughs> the, every match proceeded as follows. Somebody was either a diva, which is not a tank in this day and age, sadly. She's just, like, uh-huh. a damage sponge and immediately dies. Like, you need a barrier, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so you need to be Arissa or Reinhardt. Sigma, right? Or, or Reinhardt. He's not the best pick, but mm-hmm. for- those three. I forgot about Sigma. Yeah, if, yeah. And if you don't have one of those three, you're at a significant disadvantage. Um, mm-hmm. And even if we, and if you have a shield character, then you can have a Roadhog because you have a shield. The Roadhog pulls them in to the team, and then you just like focus fire that one mm-hmm. guy, they die, and you just keep moving. Yeah, um, that was not always the case. We would usually have a Roadhog who would just go off and do what the hell he wanted to do. And I'm like, okay, of um, first of all, we don't have any barriers. So, like, I'm in the back, uh-huh. like, as Moira or Anna or Baptiste, and I'm, like, healing everybody. I'm like, I'm doing what I was built to do. I'm just, like, healing them. <laughs> I have, like, 10,000 gold healing. <laughs> but it's like, uh. but that, like, that doesn't matter. Like, it's kind of weird, right? Because, like, the better you are, the less you heal. But that's probably <laughs> the parameters they're testing to see where you should be placed. Mm. Anyway, difficult position. 
Uh, I'm back to square one where I'm like, I don't want to play Overwatch. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's totally ch- I had the same thing happen, like, and this was before the role queue, before new characters or whatever. This is probably like, like three or four months ago. I'm like, I miss Overwatch, yeah. you know? We had yeah. such a glowing episode of Overwatch yeah. that we yes. recorded. And it was like, almost immediately after that, we all, like, stopped playing <laughs> Overwatch, right? The but Kiss of Death so, by My Best Friend's Game. It's <laughs> That's exactly it. It's just so easy to get really frustrated yeah. with that game, you know? So I, I got back into comp, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try solo queuing for a while. I think I can handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd get, like, a win, feel pretty good about it, and then I'd get, like, a loss. I'm like, okay, let's try again. Another loss. Okay, no, we can bring it back. <laughs> Four more losses, and I'm just, I'm about to break yeah. the disc into, yeah. you know? Like, and I just feel like more than half the games are sweeps. Like, in my placement matches, uh, I got some wins, and they were basically sweeps. And I'm like... Why can't it just be more of a struggle? And then why can't it be 50-50? Like, sometimes I win, sometimes I don't. I don't. Anyway. It must, be, it must be hard to match make. Uh, I don't I think know. It is. I'm willing to give them... Yeah, but... Bleh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Overwatch is still a beautiful game, mm-hmm. and it's fun in concept, but I feel like it's gotten to a weird state. I don't uh-huh. know if the characters are overtuned or mm-hmm. some characters are still undertuned or some I don't know. All exactly. that being There's a said, lot of All that being said, I'll yeah. still play with you guys if you if you want to play. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's good. I feel like Thank I've you. heard that they're working on Overwatch 2. Mm, I've heard that as <laughs> Just well. Remove half the cast, simplify <laughs> it. Like, I don't know, man. It's just it's the same 2016 Overwatch. <gasps> yeah, there's, oh my god, there's just like too much stuff happening in yeah. Overwatch, and I feel like I'm getting knocked to and fro. Uh, there's six barriers I have to punch <laughs> through, you know? It's just like, I don't know, man. I It's frustrating. Oh, and Overwatch is coming to Switch. So, there's that. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we've probably complained about Nintendo's online. Maybe not oh, geez. on a salvaged mm-hmm. episode, but yeah, I'm I'm not sure how that's going to oh, work. You know what would be great, though? If you could play co-op, like couch co-op, um, with your own Switches, but you can play the one player, or the single, not the single, but the campaign modes, you know? So they had all the yeah, campaign yeah. modes in one game type you could play uh, with other friends but like that'd local wi-fi that would be pretty local fun wi-fi, yeah, yeah just that. direct connection it'd be great that'd be cool yeah but probably not gonna happen um nah. is there anything else that i've been playing i think you know we've been talking about our games we've been playing well we had Excuse a lot to catch me. up on <laughs> a little burp there um max, oh, max anything else oh yeah well so I, I i thought we were gonna do like a baton pass kind of thing that's why i said baton pass oh, uh, my God. so i oh. have some more that okay, i need to baton pass back okay. to max baton pass uh, thank you Here, hit it. um so when i was in japan uh there was a particular arcade game that i really wanted to play called the out foxies uh it's a it's like the original arena fighter kind of like mm-hmm. super smash brothers but this one was i believe released in 1994 uh, this sounds familiar. In the Out Foxies, you are a group of assassins all hired to kill each other. Uh, nice. I mean, there's like your basic, you know, human characters, but then there's also like a guy, like a guy in a robotic wheelchair, two creepy <laughs> twins, a chimpanzee in a tuxedo, uh, and Winston? basically you're just running around. No, a chimpanzee, not a not <laughs> uh, a gorilla. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, 
So basically, you're just running around a 2D stage, picking up various like guns and stuff, shooting at each other, and and like over time, the stage like will like break apart. Like if you're on an airplane, then and it'll start to crash, mm-hmm. or you're that in a factory, cool. and I don't know, stuff will start to break. Um, I'm about this to break. sounds pretty. Ahead and of so its time. this is all Seriously. me reading Wikipedia and being like, this game sounds really cool. I'm gonna like preserve my blindness to it by never looking up any like videos of gameplay or like emulating it in MAME or whatever. I need to play the actual arcade game. Uh, so I couldn't find it in Japan. I like asked the concierge at the hotel and he was like, I found it, but it's like an hour and a half away and the trains don't really go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, hike through the mountains, uh, not really worth it. I'm on my honeymoon. I wanted it to be convenient. Um, yeah. I found a place then in Osaka that had it. We went to from Tokyo to Osaka, but I uh. went there and it turned out to be like a super like hardcore like fighting game arcade that would just switch out Ooh. their boards for certain tournaments. Nice. So I was about a month too early to play the Outfoxies <laughs> in Osaka. So I came home not having played the Outfoxies at all. Um, but then my work sent me to Chicago, where they have one of the largest arcades in the country uh, called <laughs> Galloping Ghost. Uh, and they, of all places, had the Outfoxies. And oh, I played what? it and it ruled. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't a well balanced game or anything. Mm. Um, uh, and I, but and I would have loved to play it two player, uh, but it was fun and it was cool and that's all I wanted. Um, <laughs> that sounds cool. Is it for anything else? Like, it has no? never been released outside of arcades in Japan. Wow. Dang, uh, they, in Chicago. Uh, they, ha- I assume they just like bought a lot of their stuff. I think they just like bought boards and like kind of just built the cabinet for it or whatever. Um, they had a lot of cool and weird stuff. They had actually several unreleased games, uh, including Primal Rage 2. Uh, oh, yeah, you mentioned cool. that, yeah. so which is crazy in, to me that it exists. Yeah, and I know, I know Tim, Tim and Josh, shout out to Josh, were big fans of the original Primal Rage. Uh, but in this one, so in the original Primal Rage, you were a bunch of like dinosaurs or I think there were a few monkeys, basically like prehistoric creatures fighting each other. Uh, but in Primal Rage 2, you were like, like totems of power from different <laughs> civilizations. Oh my so you God. were like, you were like the, you were these giant, like giant weird humanoid creatures but it was still kind of like a it was like a gross like i don't not quite claymation i guess they were they were like cg kind of like a kind of like a more more stop motion ish yeah Mm -hmm. but uh, i I mean i never liked primal rage but primal rage 2 i think looked even grosser than primal rage (laughs) 1 which looked pretty (laughs) gross Uh Um, it's pretty gross i also played a sega sonic the hedgehog which was a japanese arcade only trackball controlled three-player sonic the hedgehog like isometric racing game uh it was pretty bad uh, this was this was the game that, uh, as astute Sonic lovers will know, introduced uh, Ray the Flying Squirrel and Mighty the Armadillo. Mm-hmm. I do know that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it wasn't very good. I played the original Street Fighter, Street Fighter One. It was also not very good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, um, did it have the pressure buttons? No, unfortunately, oh, they did not have the darn. pressure button arcade machine. Yeah, because I guess the original Street Fighter had pressure sensitive buttons yes. instead of just so buttons Street for Fighter different has strengths. Light, medium, hard, you know, punches and kicks. Mm-hmm. But the original one ha- also had that. But depending on how hard you would hit the button, is how hard the the attack would be. That's like the first which sounds first edition. Interesting. It does. Sounds it sounds very. Frustrating. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but probably the best the best game that I played at this arcade was a game that I had never heard of called Blue Dolphin. 
uh, which was a Metal Slug-like game uh, released in 2004, um, mm. except you're just you're an anime-looking character. Not quite as much of a style as Metal Slug, but still, it, mm-hmm. it looked very good, very like lush pixel graphics. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, you're just riding a dolphin around and blowing stuff up. That's amazing. Uh, but it was I don't know, it looked really good and it played really good. Uh, so I don't know. Check out Blue Dolphin if you ever, or sorry, Dolphin Blue, not Blue Dolphin. Dolphin Blue, uh, okay. Dolphin Blue, if you ever get a chance. Uh, and other Dolphin than that, I've mostly just been playing uh, a lot of Mario Maker Two, uh, which mm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. basically a Mario game that lasts for literally as long as I want it to last, <laughs> yeah, which is forever. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten to a point. So like they have this, they have an endless mode where you just, you choose your difficulty, which is, I believe just based on the uh, rate that people are able to clear the levels, mm-hmm. um, easy, medium expert or super expert. Uh, and I've gotten to a point where at easy or medium, I ha- I can like just get to 99 lives and literally like play infinite levels. Um, so so now I'm just trying to rank up in the uh, in expert, and it's it's been a struggle, mostly because some of the levels just aren't like super fair. unfair, right? Yeah. yeah, and there is a skip level function, so it's it's some of it's just luck. But you, I, I do feel like for whatever reason, the quality of levels in Mario Maker Two is better than Mario Maker 1, and I don't know Mario if, Maker 1 had a lot of shit posters, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, you know? and I like, think, I think it maybe... them out, right? <laughs> For the it second just, maybe one, like, people are like, ah, there I, don't, is, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> there is, you can either like a level or boo mm-hmm. a level, and so oh, I do okay. use, I don't use the boos very often, but if a, if a level is just, like, particularly, like, clearly had zero care put into it... Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes you can tell, okay, this level was like, made by, like, a six-year-old, but they're trying. <laughs> It's so, right. like one of our games, Max. Three ways to die. Yeah, three ways. To die. Uh, no, I give that a boo. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, absolutely. Please do. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was that was little big planet. We just made levels that were like that, that just crammed the maximum am- amount of explosives in there, which is definitely like the caliber of a bad Mario Maker. Uh-huh. And we were not six. We were. Uh, no, we were, we were not <laughs> six. But like. I tell you, like, the most fun thing I, I I do in Mario Maker is just play random levels until I find one that I'm like, okay, I think I can probably get the world record on that, because usually it's like, oh, okay, only 20 people have played this or whatever. And mm-hmm. just, like, finding short levels that are mostly just about jumping that I can, like, perfect just mm-hmm. feels really good. I think I have, I think I have, like, over 50 world records currently. I'm trying to get to 100. <laughs> All right. It's my boy. I mean, it's not. Wow. Some, sometimes you sometimes you just play through a level and not like almost no one has played it, and you get the world record. You know, mm-hmm. sure. That always feels good getting a world record first clear. But yeah, yeah. I I still have not picked up Mario Maker two, and it's not because I didn't like Mario Maker one. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I never really got into the the creation aspect as much. Mm-hmm. I I I I guess I'm not that. I'm not that creative of a person, or I haven't exercised that in a uh-huh. while. I'm not sure. Maybe not but. in that way. I don't know. And then, like, playing, like, because I have only made one level so far, mm-hmm. but, like, occasionally mm. I'll play a level and be like, hmm, like, that had something interesting that I would like to do in a way that's mm-hmm. slightly more fun for me. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, but yeah. as a spectator sport, I think it is oh, yeah. pretty interesting. Like, you know, like, you can watch, like, YouTubers or whatever play yeah. levels and... You know, I'm not playing it, sure, but just uh-huh. seeing like what other people have come up with is like very interesting. Right? Uh, it, it just so, it just feels like there's sorry, uh, there, it just feels like there's a lot of like frustrating content out there. Like 
they're really good, yeah. but like you have to get everything like pixel perfect. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I would like to watch somebody else do it and fail a thousand times <laughs> and waste their time and laugh at them or laugh with them. <laughs> yes. But it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, Max. Well, and and so that and I think that and that's what I like a lot about it is you can you choose the, like I don't I never play the, I played Super Expert once and I was like mm. no. This is like this is obviously way too hard and just takes yeah. like just rote memorization. I like being able to kind of like fumble my way through a level the first time and then get really good at it like the second or third time like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And then I'm done. And honestly, uh, that seems like a better way to gauge a level's like goodness. Like if you can like do it one or once or twice and then get better at it rather than just being like, oh, I just need to memorize that this thing appears at the third yeah. second mark. Then I don't know. Well, yeah. and just and so. That my favorite thing still is just basically classic style Mario levels, but there is so much cl- like clever and interesting stuff that people mm-hmm. are doing with like right. all the tools that oh, they've yeah, added. For it's, sure. For sure. It's, it's 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 crazy. I don't know how many other games I've played within Mario in Mario Maker Two, but uh, yeah, I uh, I will say though I did. Uh, so there's a one of the most famous like Mario speedrunner guys, Grand Pooh Bear. Uh, I did like a tutorial level about shell jumping, which is a technique that like all the Kaizo super difficult levels use in like Mm -hmm. Super Mario World specifically. Uh, Mm -hmm. Basically, it's you're running at a wall, you throw a shell in front of you, it bounces off the wall and then you jump on that shell. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he had a tutorial level where you do that a bunch of times in kind of different scenarios. And then at the very end, he just leaves you with a super tall wall and two shells and you have to do a double shell jump where you throw the (laughs) first. shell up into the air then Uh grab the second one do a shell jump with it as you're ascending grab the falling first shell throw Uh, it into the wall and do a second (laughs) shell jump and so i got to that part of the level after thinking like oh i don't know if i'll be able to like even get to the end of this level because like the earlier challenges were hard enough i got to that and i was just like no way there's no way i can do this uh (laughs) but then like two days later and many hundreds of tries i did (laughs) hey all right you. But then, like, that sounds to, super intense. But then, like, to be at like a level where you can just pull that off, like, do you just see it and know to do it and can do it? Right. Like, that's insane. Right. Yeah, that's speedrunners. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's a different, different game. They're playing a different game. But like this, this game. taught me that hey, maybe I can play that game. Like, sure, not as well, but like, uh-huh. it just, yeah. it just yeah. takes a little bit of trying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that's like what ex- Mario Maker teaches it, it you. It sounds ex- like uh, learning like combos and fighting games. Like you see the pros exactly. do it, and you're like, "I wonder if I could do that." And then you finally do it after like a hundred tries. Like, "Oh my god, yeah. I did that!" Yeah, yeah, it's a good feeling. But see, but this is in a language because like fighting games have always felt a little like unreachable for me. But then I'm like, "No, this mm-hmm. is Mario. Like, I know Mario." <laughs> <laughs> right. In some ways, it might even be harder. I, I don't know. Anyway. Well, yeah, is that That's, is that where we're we're caught, caught wow. up now? We're caught up, <laughs> like Amazing. an hour later. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's it's been a while, as they say. So. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> Getting into our first game that was initially assigned for uh, April. 
Question, Question mark. mark. Um, yeah. Uh, Mega Man Legends, Mega also Man known Legends. as Mega Man 64. They just ported it over to Nintendo 64 at some mm-hmm. point in time. Um, so I assigned this game, and the way we're going to do these things is going to be pretty quick and dirty. Um, we had a lot of nice. thoughts, and I guess we're just going to kind of try to try to con- consolidate those into, mm-hmm. you know, not not too much time here, because we got yeah. a, lot of, a lot of ground to cover. So... Um, so, basically speaking, Mega Man Legends, Mega Man 64, is uh, the first really kind of foray that Mega Man had into this kind of 3D space. Um, you know, it's it played very, very differently from the Mega Mans that we're used to. You know, we've talked about Mega Man X in the past, where it's, you know, side-scrolling, really tight controls, you know, uh, you're, you're moving through, you're killing the enemies, you're getting, you're moving from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen, that kind of thing. Um... Mega Man Legends is much more uh, open world, right? Like you are, you're moving around in this 3D space. You're exploring this this landscape. You're going underground into ruins and stuff, and these dungeons. And uh, the characters have more personality than ever before. So yeah, it was it was a big departure in a lot of ways, and it paid off in some ways, and didn't pay off in other ways. Um, some pros that I think we had was that um, the premise is really cool, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, just the world building is really neat. You are a treasure hunter um, with a mysterious past that you don't really remember, and you eventually find out you're linked to this basically world-ending catastrophe AI, weirdly. Spoilers, I guess. Um, but, For, like, a 20-year-old game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um the the style is very cool too. All the characters are very expressive because it's kind of done in this like sort of like anime esque kind of style. Mm-hmm. Um, very bright colors. It's got a lot of personality, you know. Um, so yeah, but there was also some gripes. Does anybody remember problems that they had with Mega Man Legends? Uh, Max. Oh, sure. I mean, so coming off of, I mean, the most recent Mega Man spinoff before this being Mega Man X, Mm. as an action game, this is really not high art or anything. Mm. Um, It is a PlayStation 1 game, and it was in the era before analog sticks. So while it's a third-person shooter, I think we generally found the action to be kind of clunky. Mm -hmm. I I didn't hate it, and I really liked the jump. I I remember the Mm -hmm. jump being very good. Yeah. and like, I mean, that overall, I definitely, I, I really liked the game, though the reason I really liked it was not the action, though the action mm-hmm. didn't stop me from liking it either. Yeah. yeah. I will say that I've been trying to get Max to play this game for like 20 years or something like that. <laughs> so I'm glad he finally pulled the trigger uh-huh. uh, by my command. And said he but, liked yeah. parts of it. And really liked it. <laughs> yeah. No, yes, I really, exactly. I, I believe in the rankings. I ranked it higher than anyone, I think. Uh, or, I mean, or at least about as high as you, Tim. It was over uh, 90. I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember who the rankings oh, that we did. I recorded games, the so. rankings, so we have them oh, somewhere. Good. Yes. Okay, I am good. using a little cheat sheet here. Um, for uh, our notes that we've taken on the uh, on the past episodes here, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Evan, what about you? What do you remember? I, I think very similar to Max, and like the things I loved about it was not the gameplay per se. I mean, I liked how they tried to introduce more RPG elements into it um, because it just kind of like fit the world they were going for, as fit the style, um, and that gave way to 
you know, I mean, an RPG as opposed to an action game is going to focus on the characters a little more. Um, so there was a lot of that, and I appreciated that because they are adorable as hell. Um, like, the voice acting isn't, like, the best voice acting you'll ever hear, but um, there's still character there that I enjoyed, um, and, like, the casting was really well done. Uh, Max, you, you want to say something? Well, no, to build on that, uh, no, it, I think the voice acting had, I mean, it was definitely of the time, but it kind oh, of yeah. has like an original Sailor Moon dub vibe yeah, where it's like, sure. yeah, this is bad voice acting, uh-huh. but I'm also kind of into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, but then I remember one, one thing that yeah. we thought was kind of weird was that the voice actor for Mega Man is just extremely clearly Canadian Super sometimes. Canadian. <laughs> he says a boot. For example, there, there's just something about that I find endearing because, like, it's really good. It's if really Mega good. Man is a Canadian, he's like the nicest guy ever. Like, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I could also the speak, bonds, the I, villains were a highlight oh, as far as characters go. They were and, like oh, yeah. they were like the team rocket of the game. Basically. Yeah, and that was really smart just to not make them like evil, like completely evil, just more like goofy villains. Uh, was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like Max was saying, like the immediate uh, se- oh, uh, spin off was Mega Man X. And so it had to carve its own identity um, in the Mega Man franchise. And I think it, I think it totally did that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what else did I like. I liked, I liked some of the power ups that were in the game. Like some of them just felt like really powerful and like not, not good game design, just it just made you feel good. So I liked that. Sound design was great. Um, and just speaking to nostalgia, because I did, I did play this when it came to the Nintendo 64. Um, it, I mean, that was the early days of anime for me. So, like, seeing, like, an anime game, more or less, was awesome. Um, it, mm-hmm. it did the trope that is, like, overdone nowadays, where it's like, uh, the past is the future, and the future is the past, and they're just, like, unearthing, like, the future. Like, that blew my oh. mind. I'm like, oh, my God, Mega Man's from the past but that's the future and now he has to like fight his past to save the world which is our future i was like oh man this is so original so so deep (laughs) so at the time that was really cool and yeah yeah yeah, it was just it was just cool for the time but yeah um evan mentioned like the rpg elements which maybe is good to like touch a little bit more on um basically you can you know, you can equip certain parts onto Mega Man to either give him more range, more power, that kind of thing. So in a way, you could kind of customize your playstyle in a way you felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there was a lot of uh, sub-weapons that uh, you could choose. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of cool because you'd have, like, a backup weapon when you're Buster, you know, for, si- for situational purposes, right? Uh, a problem, and I'm looking at the notes that we ran into, I think, or that I wanted to highlight, and this actually, when I asked you guys about this question, really did end up coming to be a thing. Um, all three of us used the homing <laughs> missile sub-weapon the most yeah. uh, because it was pretty much objectively the best weapon, Absolutely. save for, like, the final ultimate weapon. So that's a problem that I had with the game is, like, it gives you all of these options, but really there's only, like, one or two viable mm-hmm. choices mm-hmm. just to kind of go through the game. So that was kind of a drag, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that I really liked and I think we agreed on was um, my favorite part of the game is actually there's like a this basically you go through these four main dungeons um, and again the, the the premise of the game is you're a treasure hunter and you're kind of exploring these ruins right mm-hmm. um, but all four of those main story dungeons are connected by the quote unquote sub gates which are basically this optional dungeon that kind of weaves 
underneath the entire world, right? You've got mm-hmm. this dungeon, this huge connected dungeon that basically goes uh, like the size of the entire world map, basically. And yeah. um, that, I think, is the strongest part of the game because nobody tells you anything down there, right? You go down there, the music stops playing. All you hear is like, you know, silence punctuated by like, you'll hear like an enemy noise in the distance or like something ambushing beats, you. Just like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> enemy nearby, you know? And it's like, it's, it's tonally feels like completely different from the rest of the game, but it's mm-hmm. like, gives this really good kind of survival horror element <laughs> almost to Mega Man Legends, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this, this is, the, this is the closest you can get to Capcom developed survival <laughs> horror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and in that in that you know you discover a lot of sub weapon parts and stuff. You assemble weapons through the parts that you find down there. It feels rewarding to go down in that underground maze, and uh, that is probably my favorite part of Mega Man Legends, honestly. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it it it's a very different Mega Man game, of course, and I think it's just kind of a like a, it obviously borrows a lot from certain games, but I think it's pretty unique in a lot of ways too. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, again, so we're, we're kind of shooting, shooting from the hip on this recap episode. I'm not really sure how much, how much time to devote to, mm-hmm. to talk about it. Does anybody, let's see, does anybody have any, any thoughts that we haven't covered on Mega Man legends that, you know, we haven't really mentioned. I mean, I th- I thought it was like probably one of one of the best looking PS one games that I've played. Yeah, it, it did. The presentation was, I think, very good overall. The music was charming too. Um, it was like I still have I can still hear that like overworld town music. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very good. Um, I will echo your guys' concerns. Like I, I love this game, right? But it it did feel pretty clunky. I remember boss fights specifically. Uh. Like you'd be trapped. You'd be trapped in a room with the boss, and like the lock-on didn't always work uh-huh. super well, and, and so you'd be like huge. shooting. It's like the boss is huge, <laughs> and so you'd like try to shoot up, but it just like ping on his lower body because he weren't hitting the weak point. It, and they're usually the just like moving were, around the arena and like hitting you with their body, and it's just doing like tons of damage. Yeah. It's like this is not fun. Yeah, this is yeah. not oh, yeah. fun. No, I, I remember saying, yeah, I wish this had basically the controls of like Ocarina of Time, you know, sure, to sight targeting. A, Similar, yeah, like if it had something like that where you could mm-hmm. move, strafe while shooting would be nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the uh, the boss fights were, I think, the weakest part of the game. Just like I think they were cool set pieces and there were some cool moments. Mm-hmm. Like there's like one early boss fight where basically you have to stop all these pirate robots from destroying the town, and the longer you take, the more buildings are destroyed, mm-hmm. and that's something you have to. Pay for later to restore the city, Uh which is like conceptually very cool. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that. But uh, I remember that there were some flying robots that are dropping bombs on you and trying to shoot up at them, but (laughs) they're dropping bombs on you and you can't shoot up. And I'm just like, so frustrated, you know? I definitely restarted Um, that mission several times. Yep. Yes, execution was not super great. I remember like going into that mission too, being like, oh, I remember this one. Oh, yeah, I'm a veteran. I'm gonna do this real quick and just being like like cursing, like streams of cursing at the game. Just oh my gosh. Um but yeah, I mean generally speaking, I think we all did enjoy it, even though maybe it has lost a little polish here and there mm-hmm. for some things. But mm-hmm. um yeah. I don't know. Should I should I mention the scores we gave? Yes. Or? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So 
That's what they're here for. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, Max has graciously uh, collected the scoring, although I believe that um, we might have lost Evan's score somewhere Mm. in the process. I can do my best. um, Yeah, you're going to have to score it for us, Evan. (laughs) Yeah, so I I gave it a 90. Um, I mean, again, this is in my, you know, top... Probably top 30 games, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider how many games I've played, like, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it a lot. So, yeah, I gave it a 90. It looks like Max, you gave it a 91. A 91. And you have a special note here that I pumped my fist, I think, in celebration that you liked yeah. it so much. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yes. it, it, listening to the the salvaged audio that we did have, you could hear the fist pumping. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Evan, Evan, what do you think you gave this, if you could recall? I probably gave it somewhere in the window of an 85 to a 90. Um, okay. Maybe not to repeat your guys' 90s. Maybe I gave it like an 88 or something. Um, but okay. essentially a 90 as well. Like, it's not a perfect okay. game, but it's, it's, it's very it charming. And it has a special place in my heart. Great right. game. Right. Um, yeah, and I think we looked at the Metacritic, I guess, and it didn't look like there was really one since it's been such a long time. Mm. Um, there's apparently some bad reviews for a port because it didn't have any extras. And I don't know. It seems like maybe it was it's, it's hard to review those ones. But I think generally for the time it was like middling received. I don't think it got like wide acclaim necessarily. Mm. But I yeah, would assume cool. a lot of Mega Man fanatics didn't like it at first. I, I'm only assuming mm-hmm. because it's such a such a different formula for it. Um, but they mm-hmm. probably caught on after that. I'm just I'm just spitballing mm. here. Cool. Well, any final thoughts on that, or should we move on to our other game? Where is uh, Mega Man Legends move Three? On to our <laughs> <laughs> where is Mega Man Legends Three? Okay, no, just bring it to fine. Switch. I'm fine. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, we were we were talking about the theoretical golden age of Capcom. Uh, yeah, that's happening. Put so your, yeah, they wear. Put your money theory. where your mouth is, Capcom, and make MML three. Or make Street Fighter six, so we can have another good Street Fighter. That'd be nice, but yeah, oh. that's probably not happening. We could have a whole conversation. <laughs> What's wrong with Street? Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, fine, you got fine. an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Evan. I, I personally watching Street Fighter five. I'm like, this is fine, but I don't feel like I'm ever as hype as I was watching Street right? Fighter four. And I can't put I can't put a real pin on that. But Evan, I'm uh, sure we're not going to get into I, it. I but. couldn't put a pin on it just to say that. But, like, there's probably lots of factors as to why it's just not doing as sure. well. Um, and you know what, guys? I am not even going to mention the roulette game. Oh, it I wasn't... was just going to mention the roulette game. We have to <laughs> at least we have to get at least give our fine, scores for it. Fine. Okay, okay, so, so here's, here's my idea. What, what do you actually remember about this roulette game? Okay, so I'll say the name just so maybe yeah. everybody can get on the same yes. page. Okay. It was called Death and Request. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I have cheated a little bit because I did look at some of the recap notes here. Yeah. Um, it, it was like an RPG that like was obviously going in a direction that was going to turn the RPG genre on its head a little bit. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell exactly in what way. Mm-hmm. The mechanics were kind of cool because you could like hit enemies into other enemies, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that um, in itself but, was really cool. 
But <laughs> yes, but yes, Max. Oh yeah, it, no, it was kind of like a uh, like a pinball almost. The way it was set yeah. up, you could bounce enemies off walls into each other, all using yeah. kind of like geometry. So the battles mm. were a little bit interesting, but the story was there was way too much story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, it was like too much story. It's like what three hour cutscenes, and then you do your first like one minute battle know, or no. something. I mean, it was like it, twenty minutes in one minute. Yeah, Are there was sure? a lot of cutscene. <laughs> it was like weirdly graphic. Like there was like someone got beheaded in the first like minute or two, um, and it was like Solid pretty lolly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. like so, the premise of the game was like you're this developer of a video game, and your co-developer right. has been missing for years, but now her avatar is like doing stuff in the game, and she yeah. has powers, of course, that are right. special. Uh, yes. And then there's like all this corrupted stuff going on in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you kind of switch back and forth between the like game world and real world. Sure, a little fourth wally, but not really in a compelling way. I don't mm. know. I just the fact that I was a anime warrior girl with like some weird spider dress mm-hmm. skirt thing that was also kind of weirdly I think it was weirdly sexualized that it was kind of possessing you it's, it's a just little so, bit Tim it's just so original to the anime there's genre. like <laughs> there's a lot there that makes me very uncomfortable mm-hmm. so yeah, but, yeah. Uh, sure. so you'd say it's it's a little lolly and a little fourth wally <laughs> god yes yes it's all the wally Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, does anybody else remember anything else about it? Um, there was a like merchant mouse character ah. uh, for some reason, and he like had like the game had duplicated him, so he was like, "I am multiple consciousnesses across this world," <laughs> and I remember being like, "I want to play that game, not this game." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, there are other cool games in there. It's just that yeah. this wasn't the well, one. And, so the like the main back of the box feature on this game was that like it's an RPG, but you can change genres. So mm-hmm. I played the game up until that was oh, available right. and mm-hmm. I turned the game into a quote unquote shooter, but it was just like very poorly done. And so I was like, oh, OK, bummer. if they're not going to like respect the genres that they're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, mimic or whatever or to have you change into like eh. You you What's mentioned the, the the mouse merchant, which reminded me of something. I couldn't remember what, and I had to consult my own personal notes. I had to scroll through my phone real quick, and it was about again kind of the jarring nature and the pacing of the storytelling. But basically, you meet this cartoon mouse, and he very casually just kind of recants a tale to you of a woman slitting her own throat, and I'm just Whoa. like, what? <laughs> Whoa, mouse merchant, slow down! <laughs> and then he tells me the world's ending, people are turning into monsters, and my magic spider legs are going to drive me crazy. Oh, and then I remember, I mean, and then same. your character was just like, it's just so nice to meet someone. <laughs> it's like there was no tone. There was no tone. Yeah. Anyway, that Always was the roulette game. Um, what was our scores? God. Uh, I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to guess I gave it a 40. You gave yeah. it a 68. We, because we said, we said, we did say the gameplay, like the actual RPG battles were fun. So like mm-hmm. I had to give it some points for like a new RPG battle mechanic. So mm-hmm. I actually gave it a 70. You gave it a 68. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I, I think Evan gave it mid to low 60s. That, okay. I, yeah. I probably was with Sam like a 60 or something. It must have been a recency bias. I probably just don't really remember the endearing qualities of this, mm-hmm. this far out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there weren't too many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I cool. think it was, if I recall, it was less egregiously sexual than Witch and Hundred Night 2. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't great either. 
Was I confusing different those bad two anime now? game? God. <laughs> yeah, see, exa- exactly right. No, so this one actually tried some gameplay stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, well, I think that pretty much wraps up the recap of my lost episode. Middle. So, let's go ahead and turn it over to our next host, Evan. Evan, what was the game that we played for you? We played a game called Grease, which is gray yes. and... French? Spanish. French. Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's French. We talked about this because oh. Gris, without the pronunciation of the S, I think would be the no, Spanish pronunciation. No, other way around. Other way around. Is it the, the, other way the around? developer is from it's Spain. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. It is the other way around. This game is Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So therefore, Greece is correct. Yes. yes. We, we clarified this in, in episode as well. So. So okay. Greece. <laughs> so Greece. Greece is available on Steam, and it just came out for not just came out for Switch now in this time of the year, but it came out for Switch eventually. Uh, it was developed by Nomada Studio, and I believe this is like their first or second game, maybe their first. Um, it's basically a platformer, um, a very easy platformer. Um, but the the synopsis is about. A girl, we assume her name is Greece, who um, wakes up in the palm of a crumbling statue of a woman and basically loses her voice and tries to save the world by restoring its color and vibrancy. Um, so really far out there, strange, artsy idea um, that I think I liked, Tim liked, and maybe Max didn't like as much. Um, but... That sounds about right. Just, yeah. just to dive into a little bit more, um, it's a left to right scroller. Um, you're going across like these very also right to left sometimes. and right to left, very abstract um, locations that you jump across. Um, you're collecting these light orbs that like light up the sky. You're collecting stars, and eventually you're trying to get your voice back right. So you do get it back, and it unlocks the last mechanic, which is the ability to sing. And singing allows you to restore things to their proper place. Um, I think overall, I, 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 you know, it was like, it was more of just like an experience for me, which I really enjoyed. Um, and it did kind of border along the line of like cheesy uh, a lot of the times. But also there's a lot of very just like powerful imagery, just like it's a very like image based game. It's like stepping into like a, a like a graphic novel or like an art book and just like stepping through this world uh, accompanied by like awesome music and great sound design that's just like very quiet and whispery um overall it's just kind of one of those games that's just like relaxing to me kind of like a flower or a journey i'm, I'm sure we talked about that a little bit in the in the lost sure. episodes um <laughs> and that's kind of like where it occupies my brain is with alongside those games tim yeah. Um, yeah, I think the real kind of crux of this game is, yeah, it is kind of gameplay light. You know, mm-hmm. it's like ostensibly kind of a puzzle game because you you are platforming, you know, just mm-hmm. to kind of navigate from puzzle to puzzle. And, you know, a couple of the puzzles like I spent like maybe like five minutes on or something like that. Yeah. None of them were like really hard. Um, but it's really just you're moving from set piece to set piece. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of periods of time where you're kind of just like walking and you're just kind of like taking in what's around you. Right. Which yeah. is, I guess, like, like Evan says, you're, it's playing into this experience, you know? Um, and you know, I think you said some of the stuff was corny and I think maybe like 
thematically, maybe there's definitely stuff that's been treaded on before, but I mm-hmm. thought it just was, like, so well executed mm-hmm. in, like, you know, again, presentation, right? Mm-hmm. So... Well, um, let's see. I, it just I'll, it I'll, looked it looked beautiful, right? Uh, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll dial back the corny and just say maybe more heavy-handed. I think is be- the better word. Sure. Like you know, there's it has to do with like your own darkness, right? And then there's like a dark bird of some kind, right? So you know, kind of heavy-handed. Um, right. But the way they handled it, because like they they take tropes that have been done a lot and then do it in ways that I, I find pretty refreshing, um, and just like some of the. Like the the realizations and like some nice thematic things they touched upon was just very nice to me. It was just, it's just a nice game. Like, yeah. Um, the biggest point for me was like when I was singing. You start singing and it's like kind of beautiful because like throughout this entire game, um, singing is mapped to a button, so you can still press the the sing button in the beginning of the game, but you won't have it, and you'll just kind of like call out like ah, like your voice is just not there um so when you finally do get it it is pretty rewarding um and when you do sing like this these little thematically there's a lot of circles in this game which is cool and when she starts singing these these circles start opening up around her uh that are like have dotted lights on them and the last level is like you're like in space basically and you look out and like there's stars and lots of circles and you're like oh wait a minute okay i'm I'm feeling i'm feeling this right now like like we're just like all our own universes man like it's just like (laughs) it just like unlocks that like that 420 brain in me like when i'm like solving God. these last puzzles i'm like wow that's just nice man that's just nice and then uh, one other last little puzzle i liked was the like leap of faith puzzle it's just like so tiny it's so mm. stupid but i love it there's like one light that you have to capture and it's like off this ledge and it's and it's like well usually when you fall you have to start over because you don't die in this game you just like kind of start over so i'm like well i don't want to start over how do i get to that thing and like racking my brain like you know what i'm just gonna jump for it and so you jump it jump for it you grab it and then you jump onto like this this path like and you're just like skating down (laughs) into like the stars and i was like wow it was a cool moment (laughs) it was a cool moment i was just like i'm all about this right now very cool yeah um i think the 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 sound design for this game is really strong Mm -hmm. um there's like a lot of good use of silence punctuated by you know really nice like atmospheric you know swelling cellos Mm -hmm. and like the soundtrack is very lush yeah but in a sparse way like it's just like it's it matches the game it's kind of abstract there's no real like melody it's just kind of like lingering notes on like one instrument which is cool Right. And I think like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, again, is presentation wise, maybe mm-hmm. not gameplay. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, I don't know, Max, do you have something to speak <laughs> uh, to? Well, I was going to talk. It seems like we were saying the good thing. So I wanted to. Sure. Yeah. Hit uh, with some good things. I thought it had a really good like it could have a really good sense of scale at times mm-hmm. um, because like, you know, you'd be walking along and you're about, you know, normal size for your typical platforming game. But then it would just zoom way the heck out mm-hmm. and you're super tiny. And I'm, mm-hmm. but like, but it still looked really good, and you yeah, because your character's nice and high def. Yeah, yeah, it is a very uh, nice gra- high defy game. <laughs> great anima- great character animation. I don't think we mentioned that yet. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Like she, the character just like looks beautiful. Like every turn, like the cape kind of flaps, and you know mm-hmm. when you you do different transformations, it all looks very fluid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And like that, you know the the dark bird you were talking about. The you know, it's like bird. made of like ink or something. Mm-hmm. Whenever it, yeah. it like collapses on itself and reforms, mm-hmm. it looks mm-hmm. rad. You know. 
Yeah, it just yeah. looks rad. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Everything looks a lot rad. of a lot of fl- a lot of flowing, like mm-hmm. a lot of very flowing visuals. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it, it's very uh, it's a very watery game. Like and then attention to <laughs> circles, which is like you know infinite kind of uh, anyway stuff like that. <laughs> it's just it's just abstracty cool. I don't know. I like it. I like yes. it. Um, um, so, but, but yeah, yeah but more of the, the, the cons, I guess, of the game would be if, if this, if you're looking for a more challenging game, um, for like the platforming genre, this, this is not it. Uh, go play Celeste. Mm. Also go play Celeste. <laughs> yes. Um, Ooh, there's new DLC. <laughs> there's new DLC. Yeah. new DLC. Has anybody um, played that yet? No, mm. I, I will eventually. I've, I've heard it's really hard. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it, I mean, it's not that it's like, like I was saying before, it's like more of a flower, more of a journey, like a more abstracty left field sort of game. Um, and really a game that's just like, you need to take your time and play it when you want and feel like it. Um, if you're, if you're rushing through it, you're just not going to get the maximum value out of it. Um, and it's, it's very short too. It is very short. I think it's like. Yeah. How long is it, guys? Like four, I mean, five four hours? hours? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say no right. more than five hours, I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I will say, like, from a game play perspective, yeah, there's not much there. And mm-hmm. while the singing power was used, I think, very well, the other upgrades that you got just felt kind of typical platformer mm-hmm. to me, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, there was a double jump, and then there was, I guess, the cube was a little... The ground pound cube. Yeah, yeah. Pound cube. yeah I, guess it, I guess it's a ground pound. But they mm-hmm. did it in a you you transform into a giant cube. It's kind of weird. I, I it's, it's a, a great <laughs> it is, again great great animation on the cube. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. See, they take uh, like a bunch of like tried and true things that have been done a million times, but like does it well? Not like not like they're rewriting the whole way how to like do a ground pound, but the way they do it is very charming and and nice. It to feels look at. Good. different. Yeah, yeah, just different presentation, but a nice presentation. It really feels like you have weight yeah. when you turn into the yeah. cube. You know, yeah. it's just like a really sad. Again, this goes towards I think sound design. It just mm-hmm. feels like, like a real sound. It's like a goof, like a, like, uh, yeah. hit like a good thunk like noise, crushing stones, <laughs> big old big old bonk, big old bonk. Yeah. Um, big. <laughs> So I, I mean, that's basically it. Um, check it out if you just yeah. want to have a good time, uh, and if you want a more harder time, play Celeste. Um, but I think for yes. my scores, I, I probably gave it a ninety. I think that sounds about right. Um, Tim, what what would you give the game? Um, if I had to guess, I would probably would have maybe been in like the yeah, probably the high Bs. I maybe I'll say eighty eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and Max. Uh, and for me, just because I mean, yeah, it looked nice, but I, <laughs> I don't think I Max felt. Wants a little more I wasn't, meat I wasn't quite as compelled by it. Certain gameplay portions didn't like. Wow, I don't. There was a part where you're swimming around in the dark and you're just kind of bumping around a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say like, like eighty. I think like I think the developers set out to make it, and I think. I think it's ex- I think it's pretty much exactly what they wanted to yes. make, right? I think that's that's sometimes a, a metric that we score based off of, right? So there's, I mean, there's something to be me, said I think it's, there, like yeah, yeah. like it's it, they had a vision and they got it, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So for our roulette game, do you guys remember what the roulette game was? Oh yeah, circuit. <laughs> Not even a yeah. little bit. Max I only know that because I I, 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 I oh, looked circuit. it up. I looked it up within an hour ago. Okay, yeah. so just as a refresher, uh, right. circuit is Refresh kind us. of like 
not a game, but it kind of is, I guess, in some aspects. But basically, you're, like, programming music or just soundscapes, I suppose. And basically, there's these empty nodes or, like, spaces between nodes where you plug and play certain rhythms and sounds and you try to make a cohesive sound. And then based on that, you either pass or fail the level. Um, if you fail, then you can go back and just rearrange the nodes that they give you, and hopefully you get it. Uh, a lot of the time, I didn't get it right, um, so I was just plugging and praying. Um, I was like, well, that sounds cool, but like maybe they don't want the weirder sort of... I, I don't know. I don't know what the metric was sometimes. It was just like... It was very abstracty. Like I couldn't wrap my head around it um, at times, but... That's basically what it was. It was a sound mixer um, masquerading as a game. <laughs> um, and did you guys have as much difficulty as I did trying to play these missions or what? Yeah. Well, well, Max, uh, you go first. Sure. So here, I, ha- I have three notes that I took on this, and I'm just going to read them in a certain order that I feel like will be all of my thoughts on the game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I have, my first thing says, I'm imagining this with music that I like. And it would be better, but I think I'd rather just listen to music. And then <laughs> the whole thing is giving me kind of like like '90s educational game vibes. Like they didn't oh care God, about making right. it. They didn't care about making it fun. Just, just interactive. Just, it's yeah. interactive. Like that's uh-huh. enough. Uh-huh. And then my final note is: the second time I opened the game up, I immediately closed it because it, it felt like I was like getting ready to do work, and I was just like, <laughs> "No, I don't want to push these." push these buttons around until they're in the arbitrary right order. Yes, exactly. Arbitrary. Well, okay, so wasn't it, it was just, it was, you were matching the tones. It was pitch matching, right? It was pitch matching, right? Uh So, I mean, like, it it wasn't just like an arbitrary sequence. Mm. You were trying to match the sequence. Uh I do remember, I do remember us having this conversation. I remember I might have enjoyed it a little more than you guys. Uh I feel like when I... When I got it right, I felt like pretty like gratified. It's like, yeah, I I did I I knew that pitch. I got it again, you know. But that that's the entire game, right? Yeah. Like, and if you're even like slightly tone deaf, all of a sudden Ooh. it becomes a guessing game, you yeah. know. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it's definitely not a game for everybody. And even you know, for someone who like can do it, did I, was I having fun after like level five? No, <laughs> you know, it was it wasn't wow, it level wasn't fun. Five, I like survived maybe two, and uh, I was like, I'm out. I, I, I gave it a good I shot. Oh, no, I, I got to at least I got to at least five or so. I I tried. I tried. Yeah, yeah. And I think Max, your point is if like if I liked the music, would it be better? And it's like yeah, probably. It's just like it was very. And I don't want to get into the the classifications of like you know electronic music, right? But it was like very like housey, you know. I don't even know. I wouldn't even be able to start with you. It's like very like chill, electronic, kind of atmospheric. And I'm like, yeah, I'm bored. I'm bored by what I'm listening to, you know? What have yeah. I created? So, yeah. It's so boring. Yeah. I think conceptually, like, if they had fleshed it out a little bit more, maybe mm-hmm. it would be promising. But as it was, it's just like yeah, there wasn't enough there to keep me entertained. Mm-hmm. You know? And And like so. the presentation of it was just so bare bones, like... I want to say it was like a white background and then these node black nodes, like just lines attached to each other. It was just so boring to look at. I was not visually, visually stimulated. It it felt cheap. Yes. It It might, it might've been, you know, maybe they probably had a budget. It wasn't an expensive game. I guess, I guess we didn't pay (laughs) a lot for it. I I think it was like less than $5 from what I remember. God, didn't we pay like 
full price for death end request. Yes. Oh yeah, we did, no, baby. No, no. Oh, no. I still have we, it. Didn't still we played have full it. price for Bubsy. We paid full price. That's that's the thing about the roulette. Mm. They're new games. <laughs> we we paid a greater price than what we the full price we paid for Bubsy. In let's more, be real. More ways than one. Let, let's yeah. Let's be real about the full price of yeah, Bubsy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, so oh. are, are you guys? Is that basically it for cert? Yeah. Okay. So let's do the ratings. Let's score I, it. I think I probably gave it like a fifty or something. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say forty. Yeah, Tim. Uh, probably. I think I might have given it like high fifties, fifty nine, maybe okay. sixty. Oh. There you go. Yeah. So that's Circuit. There, it's there on it the is, Switch. Folks. I mean, do you... so if you have the Switch, the... Uh, <laughs> go check out Circuit. If you're into that. Mm, yeah. Um, are you gonna? Are we looking up those scores or? Nah, forget it. Who cares? <laughs> um, okay. Well, so we've covered the ground that's been lost. Um, there is also another episode that we've recorded already that should be coming out shortly after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'll... So I'm trying to think. We would have announced that game at the end of Greece. So yes. I'll just announce that yes. the next episode is uh, going to be Cuphead. We're playing Cuphead and we have a special guest... Our good friend Aaron Class, um, friend of the Class. show, mm-hmm. Mr. Class, um, and yeah, it, you know, it's a little weird to talk about it in the past tense because we have already recorded it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good episode. We get into a lot of gra- granular details about some of the really cool uh, kind of personality quirks of Cuphead, and mm-hmm. I don't know, man, that was a really good game. Man. It was really a really good, good discussion, I mm-hmm. think. So, um, yeah. Um, Oh, and we should also announce what we got for our roulette game, which I feel like this of all of all the things oh, that we boy. lost in the in the uh, in the audio tragedy. I the feel purge. like this is the the greatest loss was getting our reaction to getting bu- a new Bubsy game <laughs> in the roulette. <laughs> you can't you can't replicate the amount of grief and mm. disbelief Agreed. that we had you can't in you can't second. recreate the disbelief. <laughs> Um, though, okay, we might be able to, we might be able to oscillate, oh, sorry, isolate at least, like, a channel or two of Bubsy reaction audio. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, we'll see. Yeah. No promises, though. Um, if so, yeah. that will go here. Uh, sure. Uh, let's see, what do we got? We've got, uh, World War Z, some kind of, I think it's like a team-based zombie fighting game. Uh, I don't know, I've heard some things about it. Uh, there's Cuphead, which I guess is disqualified because it's already on the list. Uh, mm. Some other stuff I've heard about. Katana Zero looks like a kind of cool... Uh, I think that's also Devolver Digital. Uh, mm-hmm. Steam World Quest. Oh, um, new Umihara Kawase. That would be exciting. Okay. Uh, Days yes. Gone is that new you know, motorcycle zombie thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Looks like a good, good spread. Ooh, new okay. Castlevania Anniversary Collection. That'd be cool. I have heard about that, yes. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, let's spin that wheel. Uh, here we go. Uh, you guys. So apparently, unbeknownst to us, the Dark Lord has risen and he's ready to retake the Earth. What are you saying? Uh, they made another Bubsy game. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> It's Bubsy Paws on Fire <laughs> for Windows, Nintendo Switch, and PS4. It literally came out today. No! <laughs> we got it on the roulette. Oh my god. What are the chances of this? Uh, roughly 1 in 30. <laughs> oh. <sighs> is, it, is it better? 
<laughs> no, it's bad. It's all bad. You can't make this up. Oh my god. Can't wait for you guys to hear that one. So, um, well, I don't know. Any any closing thoughts? I guess you know. I just first off, we should apologize for kind of we getting are falling sorry. behind a little bit. I think it was you know we had a lot of a lot of wind in our sails, and then I think when this this happened, it kind of took it right out. You know, it just it has been hard to kind of get back on the saddle, but. You know, we've got this episode, we've got another episode already lined up, we're going to record again hopefully next week, and we're going to get, you know, we're not going to be able to, I think, have the full season by the end of the year, but, nah, you know, we're, whatever. we're getting we're getting back on track, baby. <laughs> we're powering through so, yeah. for you we're, people. Yeah. But also, it's just, I feel like we're just on a when it's done schedule, and yeah, anyone yeah, expecting we're, anything else. <laughs> we should, we're going to try very hard to yeah. kind of... Get ourselves more accountable again because we'll we have been pretty lackadaisical about mm-hmm. it. But you know, again, first and foremost, this is a fun project for yeah. us as as best friends to talk about games, play each right? Best games, yeah. Yeah, play <laughs> play our friends' best games. <laughs> okay, well, um, thanks for listening. As always, um, how do we end this? Oh, right, we talk about our Twitter handles. <laughs> It's been so long. <laughs> yes, it has. Um, I'm Tim. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Z-E-E. You can find me, Evan Ledesma, on Twitter at Evsters. Uh, and you can find me. Sorry, I said I said because I've been listening to so many of my best friends' games recently. I said I'm Max Sims, but I'm actually Max York now. It takes <gasps> some. It takes some getting used to. The oh name change is not 100 percent legal, though. Whatever in podcast land, who cares? Uh, <laughs> it's a wild west out so here. I'm, working name I'm is Ma- Max Sims. <laughs> I'm Max, and you can find me on Twitter at Max Sims because I haven't changed that yet. Uh-oh. We'll see. We'll see about, how do you change your legal name on Twitter? No. <laughs> Um, and you can find this collective um, um, on Twitter as well at MBFGCast. So, um, yeah, uh, again, thanks for listening. It's good to be back, and we will see you real soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs>